Hashem is to to reach Perik Zayin. This is a Chazar from this past Shabbos Parshas Re'ei. As you can see by the title of the chapter, Nikoi Hamachshavas Hashliliyais. Nikoi means, of course, to clean. To clean. Those machshavas, the thoughts of a person that are shliliyais, that are negative. Until now, throughout the entire sefer, we've been working on the first two levels of a person's of a person's mitzvahs, um, the world of the lamaisa, of what a person does, and how to separate. Have to separate between those mice and those actions that are befitting for a person, for a Jew, and those that are not. Once the person makes that distinction between who he really is, Anisham, and the lavush, the garment that he's wearing, and can take off at will, which is the guf, then the actions of that person, the olam ha'asiyah of that person, can be repaired and there can be unbelievable dramatic changes in his practical day-to-day life. And we spoke about the hergation, the emotions. In the last parak, anxiety, fear, the loss of menuchas anefesh that is experienced when the person does not live in that way of making the distinction between the nisham and the guf. But rather when the person eats from the eighth hadas and experiences that poison of death of its of wanting and being the shuba to the ilam hagruf takes away from him his sense of security and happiness and nuchas nefesh and so on now we we've arrived at how we should uh, we should be able to incorporate all of that or at least part of all that we've been learning into our avayda now we've arrived we've arrived at the highest part of a person which is the machshavis the thoughts of a person now, many people feel that halavai, halavai. If only I could, if only I could be in control of what I do, and if only I could be in control of my emotions, how I feel, my emotions, or how I react—anger, sadness, and so on—that would be the most, un, the most remarkable accomplishment of my life. Which is true, and this is by no means just to belittle, belittle that. That's an unbelievable accomplishment. As far as machshavas, things that, you know, things that are in my, that I think about, thoughts, machshavas shliliyais, negative thoughts, depressing, destructive thoughts. I, I really can't control that. That's not within the domain of my bechira chavshes. Halavai, halavai, I should be zayicha for the for the first part of the, of of what we've been learning. As far as nikui hamachshavas, cleaning out my mind from negative thoughts it's something which is beyond me this of course is a terrible mistake and it's a mistake to think that the Rebbe doesn't want us to do that we're not talking here about punishment or we're not talking about reward and punishment that's of course a question in halacha a person's not punished for a, a negative thought but there is such a thing but Stam, we know that the rule is that Hashem does not God forbid, consider our thoughts as actions. On the other hand, 
we know that Hirure Aveira are Koshim Aveira, that the thoughts of Aveira that, that occupy a person's mind in certain ways are more damaging than, 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 uh, than Aveira's themselves, are more difficult to overcome and could lead to many, many Aveira's. So we're not talking here about reward and punishment. We're talking here about the tikkun of a person, of who he is in this world and what he needs to do. And each and every one of us understands that unless we address this part of ourselves, which is the most noble and the most essential part of who we are, the mind, then Lamaisa, we're not going to be able to really manage in the world of Asiya, of, of action, or in the world of Hegation, of feelings and emotions. The mind is behind everything. And therefore, we need to talk about that. And we need to come up with a practical approach, as Rav Schwartz does, as always, a practical, difficult, but realistic approach to to working on our thoughts, Nikwe HaMachshavas, it's particularly, it's particularly uh, uh, shayach during this time of the year. We're now, we're now moving into Chedesh El, and we understand that Kapara is a lashon of Nikwi, as the Bishanam tell us. Kippur, Kapara is a lashon of cleaning out, and we're supposed to at this time in our lives, every time, but particularly now, to to think about this, about how to clean out the entire system on all levels. So let's begin. In the world that we live in, it's obvious that there are things that are, that are things that are taking place in the world of Asiya of action that are good. There are, world, there are things that are taking place that are bad. And a person sees before his eyes many nice things that are taking place, many beautiful sights that we see. And there are people that are doing gewaltige things. And we're starting to see people doing beautiful, wonderful things. People that are making great sacrifices to help others and to do for others. And we're starting to see much of this. And unfortunately, going through life, you're all witnesses to things that take place that are that are terrible, that are plain and partial terrible. The person takes note, takes note. One of the one of the Chavu was just telling me, you know, I had to speak him for a second, so I told this little boy, his little tzaddik, to could you move over for a minute or two, he was standing right there, something I thought about. So the father said to me, you've got to be careful, he's a sponge. So the truth is, we're all sponges. I mean, it's, we feel it over the years. We've become a little bit less absorbent, you know, and the sponge is losing some of its kaifus. But the truth is that a human being is a sponge, and what he sees, what he experiences, it's, it registers. It makes an impact upon the person. There's no question. Ha'adam rais advar, person sees things. Makir oisam, v'lachain hugam chayshavalem. Person understands and he, he sees things, and uh, and he thinks about them. Anybody who thinks that 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 the children the, that they're passing through the world and they're oblivious to what's going on around them is making a mistake. They they notice, as we've learned over the years with our children, they notice everything, and they remember everything. And and as Rav Schwartz is going to say, 
everything makes a relation. Everything makes a relation with the person, the, whether it's for of tishmun, whether it's what you hear, or it's re'a, or it's seeing, it makes a relation. It makes an imprint upon the person. And the person thinks about things. Thinking about it already means that he's dealing with it in a conscious way. There are many thoughts, or there are many things that a person sees or hears that become buried in a deeper place. And over the course of time can, as we know, be extremely, extremely damaging, even debilitating and destructive. There's a chilek of ra. There's a part of ra, of evil, that's found that's found in the mind of a person. That ra in the person's mind is that chilek that the person has seen and sees. Yadea he understands, makir and recognizes. Maisim shliliyim shekayamam ba'olam. There are terrible things. Shlili means, of course, negative. There, there, there are terrible things that take place. Hain ba'ava, hain ba'ayva, in the past and in the present. Hain b'sviva hakreva elav, both in the sviva in the environment that is close to him. And further away. Obviously, as children, as children, the most, the most damaging, the most damaging memories of the child are the ones that are, that go back to destructive, ugly, or negative things that took place in his own family. A child who grows up in a family, seeing things and hearing things that he shouldn't, and that are that are negative, destructive, and ugly, they might not seem to have an impact upon him at that time in his life, but there's no question that it's woven into the fabric of his existence, and that one way or the other, he struggles with that, whether consciously or unconsciously, and how it affects his life is beyond anything that we could possibly imagine. So there's no question that that the greatest challenges of a person are those that are those that are related to the things that he had seen, the negative or evil things that he had seen as a as a child, coming from his own sviva, his own family, God forbid, his own his own community, his own neighborhood. We understand that at our present time, things have gotten completely out of control because even if a person has, even if a child grows up in a very lovely family, if they're exposed to, if they're exposed to the, to the, um, to the media, if they're exposed to, to television and computers and so on, and the internet, that means that they, by the time that they've grown up, by the time that they've reached adulthood, they've seen thousands and thousands of, of hours, depending upon the amounts that you know that they've that they've uh, sponged. They they've seen thousands of hours of of uh, even if even if it's G-rated G-rated ugliness, and even if it's news, 
and the killing and fighting and and and, and hatred, and then it moves on to other things. Hashem Yirachim. And as I mentioned on Shabbos, even if a person, even if a person has every single takes every precaution that it should be only this and only that, but the toichen of the toichen of the secular world itself is filled with all types of negative things and even the thing that pops up onto the corner of the computer that we think doesn't make a rishim upon the child we think doesn't have any effect upon the person a person's mind itself is a computer and all those little things on the corners of the screen they make their way beyond the corners of the person's mind into the consciousness of the person or the subconsciousness of the person and we're not talking here even from a religious perspective although of course of course, that's the yesh malaharach. There's much to talk about, and I often talk about it. But we're talking simply the 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 negative, ugly, destructive, evil things that a person has seen. We used to be limited to what a person saw with his own eyes, and there was plenty of evil in the world. And we're not masig. Those who grew up, let's say, and experienced the Holocaust, we're, we're not masig. We can't possibly comprehend how these people can go on with life. Do we know the thoughts that they're, that are contained in their minds worse than any of the pictures we ever saw in any of the documentaries or any of the books? They experienced these things. They saw these things with their own eyes. They saw the most evil, the most the, the most horrible evil that was that, that was ever carried out in this world. They saw it with their eyes. It's a nice, it's a miracle that any of them are able, were ever able to get up in the morning and to, to function in a normal way. But to think that it didn't make a rush and it didn't make an impact. To think that it's not a struggle throughout their lives. It's only because they're unbelievable gibber. Some of them, of course, were destroyed and crushed by them. <clears throat> Others, that the, the gavur that somehow carried them through the melchama, that gavur, they've been able to keep up for, for all the years following the Holocaust and to, to raise families and to function in a normal way. What they've seen with their eyes, what they've experienced, the imprint that it's made upon them that was something that was beyond their control of course the greatest tragedy of modern times is that we're buying these machines and putting them in our homes and and we're subjecting ourselves and our children to to um, to, to certain to certain uh, pictures and images that he's going to have to, and we're going to have to struggle with to the day that we die. Hein ba'ovah, hein ba'hoiva, hein b'sviva ha'kreva elov, hein b'sviva ha'yoyesa v'chayka. Now, when it comes to television, a computer person, it's not enough that he sees the misery of his own Dalit Amas, but he has to also see that there's a that there's a tidal wave that's washing away some island that Rahman is some people saw on the other on the other end of the earth. And he, and he has to see uh, all kinds of uh, just to watch the if a person watches the news or looks at the newspaper. It's the sviva, the sviva There's no longer a sviva harachayke. It's not nothing's far away anymore. Nothing's far away. He sees everything. The entire world. All of these things that a person sees and all the things that a person hears after the moment of seeing and hearing move into his brain in the part of his brain 
האדם מודע במחשבתי לעובדה שישנם מייסים טובים וישנם גם מייסים רעים. The person's mind is conscious of this, that there are many wonderful things in the world that he's seen, very positive and wonderful things. And there are many terrible, destructive things that he's seen. It's not only that the person knows and has registered certain things. I mentioned to the Chavah last year that in the mountains years ago, some years ago, there was a, there's a wonderful tzedekist over there who uh, who came to talk to, to me with her husband and we talking about certain things. And she said she grew up in a very, very hush of a home, father, Father Tamachachem, very special people, and and she was very tzimzdi, very pure growing up, and she, you know every person has that one friend. So she had this friend that for years was trying to talk her to coming to her to the movie with her to the movies. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about anything. It would be now probably on the uh, on television. It would be a, it would be a joke, but. Finally, she gave in, and she said she went once to to see a movie. It was the only time in her life she'd ever been to the movies. And sure enough, there was a, a very inappropriate scene as part of the movie. And she said that she left. She ran out to Godless. She ran out from the theater. And she said to me, she said to me, these are the words. I remember what she said. She said that that, that, that happened 32 years ago. And I'm still sick and suffering from what I saw in those 30 seconds. And it's only because she's so tamimistic that she's able to say that. Because we're like really we're tough guys. And we would say, come on, you know, lady, get over it. You still thinking about that? You know, move on. Because, of course, we all moved on to many other things. You know, beyond, you know, and later. This was that one episode that she had that she said that all the years later she feels insincere when she talks to her children about pureness and about tamimus. Because she had, once that she saw in the movie, for a few seconds, she ran out. And she says, looked in cup, it's sitting in her head, this thing, and every now and then, she sees it again in her head. She starts crying. She sees it in her head. And the husband's saying, I'm telling you that it's okay. You know, she, she, it's in her head. It's not just that a person knows that this once happened, but the mind has an unbelievable way of, you know, like the television reruns, the, 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 the mind will play something over millions of times. It'll just play it over. And if you have no new material, it'll just go back to the old. Now people have lots of things. They have all different kinds of files in their brains, and they could depress in their head a button. They have this and they have that. But for this woman, she had a very limited, she had a very limited uh, 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 resume. When it came to Tuma, that she's seen. So that one piece plays itself over. She doesn't have much of a selection. It's that one piece plays itself over. So it's not just that the person knows that they once saw something, but that that becomes a metzias that he's mahar v'chayshamakach. Thinks about it. Thinks about it. Comes back. Even if you don't want to. Even if you're not trying to to reach back into in, into your memory, it just pops onto the screen. 
You thought you, you you thought you're going into your brain to think of something nice and something pleasant, just like a person who's on the computer. And he says, I just want to see what's doing in HSL. I'm turning on Arut Shava. Or I want to see what's doing in Lakewood. I turn on the yeshivaworld.com or whatever it might be. And he says, oh, no, nothing. And that, but then on the corner, there's a little, a little girl uh, on, the, on the corner of the screen. A little girl, meaning after 20 years old, on the screen, uh, advertising, not chas pornography, but advertising for something that in the world would be harmless, but for Jews. And it's not a Pach Shemun, which is Munach B'chayis M'shukhan Gar, we understand. It's not Hanukkah Dik, that, that uh, thing on the screen. You didn't plan to see that. It just popped onto the screen. It just went onto the screen. Sometimes a person sees something. It wasn't his fault. Some other, some injustice, some terrible thing that takes place in the world he sees. Almost every child, when they grow up, they have some story about how they saw something that their parents didn't know that they saw. You understand? Between the crack of a door, then they close the door. They open the door a little bit, or they heard something going on. They never told the parents, and they live with it, and it cooks inside. And you never know. You never know. How could they have seen? What would they have known? How did they know? You never know. But almost everyone we know that grows up, there was something at this. Something. To hear, to see. How much more so when things are out in the open. The person sees. And he can't disengage. It's very hard for him to separate himself from what he saw. He thinks about it, meditates upon it, and he doesn't necessarily want to. It's just he can't help himself. Even if he doesn't think about it, meaning he's not misboining, he doesn't he doesn't want to look into it. The actual thing is engraved deep into his brain. It's engraved deep into his brain. So what's the problem with this? First of all, it's obvious. The person suffers from this. The person suffers. There's terrible suffering. It's possible to say, I mean, maybe, maybe it seems like an exaggeration. It could be that there's more suffering that takes place in the mind than any battlefield that, uh, or any other, uh, any other physical place. The mind itself, people are tormented by their thoughts. People could spend their, their, their entire lives trying to undo one terrible thing that they saw with their eyes, or a terrible thought that's haunting them, or a memory. They could spend their whole lives and their entire fortune trying to get help. And that could ruin, that, that machshava, that thought, can ru- ruins their marriage. Ruins, ruins their children, ruins their lives. So there's terrible suffering that comes from these thoughts. Any person who is a sensitive, particularly a sensitive person, a bal is more sensitive. When he sees something that he shouldn't have seen, it causes him to feel disgust and, and abhorrence. That's what Slida, and he recoils. 
because he's he's more of a sensitive, delicate person. Him Gormaloy several nafshi pnimi, like the woman that saw the movie. Very, obviously very refined and very sensitive. And it causes the person terrible inner spiritual, emotional, psychological pain. Subayachas. That's one problem. And you know, dayenu, that itself would be enough. That's one problem. Zulazer. Besides that, Kasher Hodam Chayisha B'dvarim Shlilian. When a person thinks about negative things, Zeolul Hashpilara Al Hanefeshla. Besides the pain, it could have it could have also a terrible hashpa upon him, a terrible influence upon his soul. Shekain Kasher Hodam Raya Dover Shlili. Because when a person sees something that's negative. Something that's bad. The koychay lefateach shteit guveis ladaver. Shkuf mem hey in this edition. The person can come up with two strategies of of how to deal with this davar shlili, this this negative thing that he's seen. The koychay lefateach shteit guveis ladaver. Either he could be completely disgusted, and as a result of that feeling of disgust, he pulls himself over mamish to the other extreme. He drives it totally sick and disgusting, and he pushes it completely away. He utterly rejects this because it makes him sick and so disgusting. Or he could learn something, pick up something from what he's seen. Now we know it's usually not clear to one one way or the other, as it is in general with life, ever since Adam Harishan and Chava ate from the Eitzadas Toiv Vera, that things are mostly mixed and confused. So Sometimes there is a mixture of both. Mechad, on the one hand, on the one hand, it officially registers as something disgusting, and it, it makes him sick, and he and he wants to run away from it. <clears throat> it. Makes him sick. And if you would ask him about that, he would tell you, "This is disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. It's, I'm finished with it. It happened." I don't have anything to do with it. Avamidach, on the other hand, Ula'atlat Misragel Shadavakayim. Slowly, slowly, it's accepted as part of his life. Uma'abid is asli the klapov, and he loses that feeling of disgust because it's sort of settled in as an unpleasant but acceptable. As an unpleasant but and unwelcomed, but uh, in life there are things that are there. What are you, you know, somebody going to do? So, I can't, I can't change my past. I can't undo it. I can't make believe it didn't, it didn't happen. That's the usual way that a that a that a good, decent person reacts. Again, it's not a conscious decision. It's just this is the way things happen. I mentioned that there was a 
Years ago, there was a student of mine, a, a, a very wonderful girl, a Russian girl, by the name of Tatyana Tova. I'd be thrilled if she'd be hearing this someplace in the world. I haven't heard from her in many years. And um, and um, she came from a very educated family, like many of the Kherar from Russia. And she wanted to study to become a pharmacist. She had been to Israel for a year. And that was a nice that her family allowed that to happen. Of course, everything had to be paid for by others. And she went and she came back as a firm girl. And she, uh, the family wanted her and she was going to pursue that career. And at that time in New York, it was um, St. John's University. There was a, maybe there were a lot of programs. Now, there weren't too many in those days. And she was accepted to St. John's in Queens. And, and uh, she called to ask me, Shaila in the first semester. So it was, uh, I remember it was around the end of time. She called to ask me. She said that uh, I said, "Hey, Tova has a going." She said, "No, the classes are very good, but there's something very upsetting. What is it?" She said that in every classroom, there's a there's a big avadazar, uh, there's a cross, and and it's not just tam, a cross is the cross with Isaiah, you know, with Yasla uh, Pandra hanging over there. Uh, watching over the watching over the classroom was bad enough that he caused some service uh, has to be in the classroom here too. So she said she doesn't know what to do. She it makes her sick. I remember she said it makes her sick to sit in that class. And she's not she's just asking a shy. She doesn't know she sometimes has to bench say brachas, you know, when the, before the teacher comes in, she doesn't have a lunch, she tries to hop a bite or she's finishing something to make a bracha. She has a water. So she doesn't know how to make a bracha. He's hanging over the yasl. So, so I, you know, so it's a very good child. It's, it's discussed in the, it's discussed in the, uh, in this farm. Um, we spoke about it, and I hadn't heard from her in a long time. And I met her, I met her on, on, on Main Street. I remember in Queens. It must have already been after pace or sometime. And uh, I used to hate to what's going on, how's, how are things doing, school, uh, great, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, everything's Baruch Hashem. I said, what's doing with Yazala over there? Uh, how's it going in class with, uh, with our friend uh, over there? So she said to me, uh, what? I said, well, remember we spoke last, it was about the, about the crucifix in the, in the classrooms. So uh, she said, oh, no, no, uh, no, no, it's okay, I'm not, it doesn't bother me. So I said, maybe should maybe should leave. Maybe you have to find a different school. See, when you told me that it bothered you, I, I felt good. It, may, it was something that, that caused you to be uncomfortable, and even you used the word disgusting. So that was a simon that that was a simon uh, that that you were that you were aware and conscious of how negative that is and what that symbol means. You've gotten used to it. Maybe it's time to move on to someplace else. And I remember she left and she said, "I know what you mean. She understood and whatever. I don't, I don't recall what happened afterwards. But, but, but that's, but that's very common. If, if things, if a person gets off the train in Manhattan, especially now we're talking about 90 degrees every day, a person gets off the train and he, and he goes to work." And and ask him how did it, how did it go your trip to the city today? So the girl looks like that's crazy. What do you mean? 
I got a seat? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I got... No, no, how did it go with your Yerushalayim? You went into Manhattan today. It's 90 degrees. It's the uh, 2009. Were you much later? How did you manage? Remember I told you the story a couple of years ago that, uh, that one of the guys told me in the, in the mountains there's a... There was a, a, a Gera camp within the mountains, and and the, and the, they all went on a, on a tiyul. They went on a hike. Oh, a hike. And they went in the woods someplace over there. And, and who was their leader? <laughs> the leader was a bacha. Was a, you can understand has maybe many, many years of camping experience. Uh, they all going, also must have been a, hot, a very hot day, but they were all wearing their lavush. I don't know why they were their garpels, probably, if they go uh, on a mitzvah to go see God's world. And they went out into the woods. And they got fablonged, and they got lost. They got terribly lost in the woods. And and it was very hot, and the counselor were very, the kids were very scared, they were very afraid. And uh, the counselor, uh, they were walking and walking and walking. Finally, they they came, I don't know which town over there, whatever it was, uh, Woodburn or Liberty, one of the towns, they came to the woods, and they saw, oh, we're here by, by one of the Stadtlach. And over here, the, now he had to get them something to drink. Before, you know, he had to get them something to drink and figure out then how, where they're going to go with the call or something. I don't know if that phones them, but to, but to get something for the boys. They were all very, very hot. So the fellow told me, the fellow, this fellow was there. He told me, remember this, that the counselor, they decided they were going to go. Two counselors were going to go, and the third one was going to stay with the boys. And they all said, Kapitlach Tehillim. The counselor said, Kapitlach, that we shouldn't be nirshal. So when we go into when we go into town, and we're not talking about Beverly Hills, we're talking about Woodburn. All right, it's not so gewaldig there all, all the time, but we're talking about you know, so that we should daven all the boys, and they, and they said they were crying, standing in the forest that the, that the council shouldn't be nirshul in what they see. So we, we so when the animal they came back, they came back running with bags of drinks, and they said, oh, we were matzliach, we were matzliach, we were matzliach. It was like a whole yontif, we were matzliach. So we look at that and we say it's the sweetest story in the world, but, you know, come on, come on, let's get real. Whatever other shyness we like to use, come on. What's the matter? You can't deal with the, the world and so on. We're so lost, much more than those boys in the forest in, 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 the, in the Catskills. We're much, much more fablonger than they, than they are. If we would be emiss, if our minds would have, would, 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 if our thoughts of our minds would be pure, then we would feel the abhorrence and the disgust. I said on Shabbos and I said, Sunday was the Satmarov's Yardside Skusi, what I call you so. That he was the Omud, he was the pillar of pureness. The pillar of, of Tahara in this past generation. That even when he was a child, it was a shame dover in all of Europe that people used to come see him as a child, Yardish. It was a shame dover, his holiness, his pureness. And, and I saw this past week in the Mishpacha magazine. I had, there were a couple of pictures I never saw, and there was this, uh, I read many biographies of him, but there were one or two things that, you know, every time they speak to someone else, you hear something different. So there was, there was a Maisa with somebody that was actually, that was there, that you remember that there's a famous picture of the Satan Rebbe meeting the king of you know, Romania, whatever, some big king. And, um, and the Satan Rebbe represented all the Jews. And, and there was a, there was a reception for the king, 
And the Rebbe had to sit on this big platform with all these dignitaries and ministers of Christ, all these Choshevah, Choshevah people from the country. And the Satan Rebbe was the person that represented the Eden. And he was sitting there. He, he, this, he, had to, he had to do that because of the Malchus, the covenant of Malchus. It's a mitzvah. So, so the Rebbe was there. And of course there were speeches, and the Rebbe is in his own world, speeches. And, uh, and he's sitting there. He's sitting there with his eyes closed the whole time in his place. And and then all of a sudden they had a boy and girls choir start to sing. Look up the king, that choir. So what happened? The summer he hears he hears girls singing and he, he jumps up to run off to run off the platform. He never heard singing to run off. To get out of there. Which of course would have been a horrible thing. That that to, it would have been a total bizarre and a booster for the king. It would have caused terrible terrors for the Jews. To get up in the middle of this whole thing in those days, and everybody is very, very uh, everything's official and serious. And and Baruch Hashem, the Rebbe had two gabbayim that were standing there with there with him, and they just tautly they just held him. They didn't let him go. They didn't let him get up. He started to jump, and they just held him into the chair. And he couldn't move. And he and he put his fingers. I don't know how that went with the malchus, but it says that he put his fingers in his ears, and he sat like that. And then as soon as the thing was over said in the magazine that the Rebbe ran straight to the mikveh and he took off his clothing he told them he told them to take these clothing uh, get rid of them and bring me new clothing and he stood in the mikveh and said that he was crying in the mikveh crying and crying and crying in the mikveh so we would say no, no. come on Rabbi it's not your fault they're little girls what's this what's the big deal so we think of Bali Madragas. That was the tzur of a Jew, the Banishlam made in the world, the tzur of a Yid. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe understands what that means and the Roshim that it makes, even though it seems like it's nothing. What happens to us is Even something that you know is terrible. Now, of course, with a mixed choir, you have here you have here schools and places that make mixed choirs l'chadchil, yeshivas, so-called, that they make mixed choirs l'chadchil. So even if you're not from that, and you hold that it's a bad thing, and that it's an upsetting thing, lot, lot, you become you become used to it. A person goes on the train day after day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine taking the satmarov uh, on, on the F train in the summer? Well, so said we would never do such a thing to the Satan Rebbe, right? So, why? Because he at some point became the Satan Rebbe? So what about us? We're not the children of Rav Mitzvah Kinyakim. I'm not going to the sugya now of Shemir Seinayim. We're talking about understanding that the way the mind works, usually, it doesn't. it's not with absolute abhorrence, and it's not with absolute acceptance. Someplace in between. But it doesn't go away. There's a third problem. So the first was negative, destructive things that a person sees cause pain. The second is it, it has a hashpah on the nefesh. It has a hashpah. It causes damage. Damage. A person gets used to something. He accepts something as part of life. Then he's only, he becomes much closer to the possibility of entering into that world, obviously something which is more acceptable it's something which is more part of the world so then you know once the once the trip into the store 
in Woodburn or Liberty is nothing, is no big deal. And, and you know, there's a certain Chagadi in life, and that's how things work. But there's a third problem. And this is the Oymek Hadover. He brings the Ramban. Again, he doesn't say where this Ramban is. I'm not, I'm not sure which Ramban he's referring to. This is famous in the name of the Balshamtev. So I'd be curious. One of the fellows um, had an idea of where the Ramban was. but uh, And, uh, and uh, he showed me inside. But the Ramban wasn't really saying this out clearly in that place. But the very Rabbeinu Ramban, Mavur, the Ramban says <coughs> that where the person's mind is, where the person's thoughts are, that's where the person himself is. Sham hu nimsa. In the language of the Balshamta, it's brought down a Kesar Shem type. The Malkam Shemachshavta Shal Adam. Shamhu Nimsa, those are the exact words that I found in Kesar Shemtai. The Mokim Shemachshavta Shal Adam, Shamhu Nimsa. The Mokim Shemachshavta Shal Adam, Shamhu Nimsa. It's in Kesar Shemtai. Where the person's thoughts are, that's where the person bets him is. Since the essence of the person, the Mohus of the person is his mind, that's the essence of the person. So therefore, the person's mind is that's where he that's where he in effect that's where he is. Even though, even though as we uh, like we know when the Badishiv came out today, Yidin said, "Welcome, welcome to to Badishiv. Welcome back from uh, Leipzig." Where she, she said, "Rabbi, I've, I've never been I've never been outside Badishiv in my life, or the villages. I, I, I don't know. I was never in Leipzig." He said, "So Badishiv is the whole davening you were dreaming about Leipzig." <coughs> so well, I want to give you a baruch Welcome back to Badishiv. And in his in his thoughts. He was in Leipzig, so the Badechev said that, Ruchem welcome home to Badechev. And so, so what do you think he was doing in Leipzig? He was uh, dreaming about becoming rich in Leipzig. <coughs> the Badechev wouldn't be able to say the Bar Chabaz now from where people are coming. Can you imagine if it would be over each person's head, the location, the sign where he is, the signs where the person is. And the more protis the signs, not just the town. And not just the place, more proti, proti, proti is the science of where the person is at every time of the day. The Mokem Shemachshavta Shal Adam Shamhu Nimsa. The emphasis, the Yesaid is in the Zayar Kaddish. The Zayar Kaddish says, Adam Ihu Machshav. Adam, the Ihu Machshav means, who is in the Adam? What's a human being? The Ihu Machshav. A person is his thoughts. We'll talk about this more in Halachi even a little bit. But the Adam, Adam, Diihu Machshav. The Baal Shem HaKadosh once told his Talmidim, you know, that many times he showed them things that they couldn't see with their eyes, and he would tell them, he would sit with the tzaddikim and tell them to cover their eyes, and he would show them things that were happening in the world. So, one time on Shabbos, the Baal Shem HaKadosh told them to cover their eyes, and when they covered their eyes, they saw a, a, a very funny and strange sight. They saw a Shabbos table with a family sitting around the Shabbos table singing Zemirs, whatever. And at the head of the table, there was a, a, a cow wearing a hat and a bekasher sitting at the head of the table. A hat and a jacket, a coat, sitting at the head of the table. And everybody singing Zemirs around the table. And, uh, and the Tzaddik and the Talmud of Hashem were, they were laughing. They didn't know what the, they, it was the funny, what was this? What, what, what kind of thing is this? A cow singing Zemirs. What, what is this? So, the Moshendor Kodesh then 
told him to, to look now, again. And then they saw Hashemi with a beautiful beard and face sitting at the Shabbos table of this family with his eyes closed singing his meals. So they asked what? So Hashem said, this Yid right now is sitting at the Shabbos table singing his meals. But his mind is completely, completely on the chalant, on the meat that's going to be served in, in, a, in two minutes. And therefore, he's a, he himself is mislavished this moment in a cow. He's a cow. So, they, so the students saw a cow sitting with a hat and a cup sitting at the table. Because it looks like if you'd walk in, you see a yid with his eyes closed, singing, singing Yom Zemachubat or whatever, whatever he's singing. But the, the truth is, the truth is that Adam di'u machshava, Adam di'u machshava, but the person's thoughts are, that's where he is and that's who he is. So he, his thoughts are not, are not in his mirrors. His thoughts are in the smell of the, of the next course, and the next course is, comes from a cow. So he's a cow. Do you He's in that taiva. It's keilu is mahus. Is is has been transformed by that thought, by that taiva. The dogma, for instance. Adam Nimsa Karegabe Tel Aviv from Schwarzman's. Person's right now, physically, he's in Tel Aviv. But he could be thinking about, even though he's sitting in Tel Aviv, he's thinking about what's going on in Yushalayim right now, Bechaifa. Bechaifa Gam Kashu Chayshav Makarib Yushalayim Bechaifa. In Nishal Hechem Hunimsa, even though the guy's sitting in, he's sitting in Tel Aviv. He's thinking about Yisrael Machayfa. If you ask him, "Where are you?" Hatshuva Tia, the answer will be, "Tel Aviv." I mean, where am I? I'm in Tel Aviv. Just like you asked that guy at, the, at this meeting, "What are you now?" He said, "What am I? What do you mean? My name is uh, Moshe Kapay. I'm a Yid, and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting over here in Chais, uh, uh, in Stachim, and I'm, uh, I'm singing Zmiras. What do you mean? Who, where am I? Who am I? I'm a Yid. My name is so and so, and I'm sitting in the village, sitting Zmiras with my family." So he said, "No, no, no, no. Take a look." With the Balshantov's glasses. He puts on the Balshantov's glasses, or a mirror, the and, he, and he sees himself. He's a cow. Seeing his mirrors. He's sitting in Tel Aviv, and he takes the Balshantov's mirror or glasses, and he sees that he's in Yushalayim, he's in Haifa. Which may be better for him, but, but he's not in Tel Aviv. <clears throat> he's not in Tel Aviv. He would answer, but Tel Aviv, what do you mean, where am I? Al Zebar Rebbein Ramban. And regarding this, the Ramban comes of Hashem, the Tzadikim come and they say, that the truth is, this is not the Mitzis. He is not, in fact, in Tel Aviv, where his body is. Machshava thought is called in the Svarim, the bird that is flying. Because he could go to many places, you could go to all you could you're sitting in one little in one place, but your mind could fly around the world. A person's mind can 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 jump can fly from one place to another. The person can be with his body physically here. But in his thoughts, he's in an entirely different place.
The pshitas, ha'adam toifes, pshitas, the person thinks, kashani choyshev amokam acher, the fact that I'm thinking about another place, or I'm looking at it on my television or my computer or whatever it might be, or the newspaper or in the magazine, the fact that I'm thinking about that doesn't mean an organ. I'm not there. I'm just thinking about it. But I am here in Tel Aviv or wherever else the person physically is. But the Torah HaKadosh has taught us and has revealed to us, and we're going to learn more about this in the next year, that the Torah HaKadosh tells us that that's simply not true. The person is Adam Di'yu Machshav. The person is his Machshav. That's the Makam of the Neshama. And therefore, since we, since we know that the Guf is only a Levush, the nice fellow that's sitting there singing his mirrors and his eyes are closed, he's only doing that with his Levush. So his clothing are there. And remember, the cow was wearing his clothing, right? The cow was wearing his clothing. We, the, the cow still had in his hat and coat. Because the lavush, the lavush is the lavush. Is lavush. But the actual Adam was a cow. The Adam himself, the lavushim of the lavushim of a Jew. But the Adam became a cow. Why? Because his machshava, who he really is, is, are his thoughts. And his thoughts were the thoughts that were focused on, on a piece of meat. So he was a cow. That's what he became, and that's the, that's that's not like a cute again. It's not a cute idea. It's not a it's not a nice, catchy thing to try to to get us to behave. It's the pnimius, the pnimius, of of the mitzias, of what the world really is. The world has more cows in it than human beings. The cows is already a compliment, right? To be a cow wouldn't be so bad, but. But the Adam Di'u Machshava is a klal in all of creation. So we understand that it's not just that a person suffers from thoughts or is influenced by thoughts, but the person himself is completely and absolutely transformed into that which his mind is thinking. Even if he's able to escape from that, there was that time spent as a cow. So we're going to continue next time, Mr. Shem to understand this on a deeper level and to see how this works and to learn based upon all we've been learning in the Sefer to learn very clear and powerful techniques of how to at least at least get into the parasha of being hidden who are in control of our thoughts and who are able to fill our minds with good, holy and positive thoughts and that's the thought that Hashem has about us should become should become real in our physical lives here in this world.